With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Episode 85 of Below the Belt. T, how would you feel if uh, Lomachenko went on a 16-fight losing run? I'd feel pretty good, considering <laughs> his fanboys said that he could beat Mayweather. You know, shut them the fuck up. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so joined by Felonius Filth and Flav. Hi, Flav. Uh, yeah. How are you, mate? I'm really good. What, what was that about? <laughs> Do you know what? We were sat there and we were kind of looking through the rankings and stuff like that. And then we said about Lomachenko perhaps yeah. fighting Tank and all of that. And I thought, oh, imagine it now if Lomachenko just completely fell off a cliff and lost like 15 fights in a row and ended his career on a losing record fighting in front of 12 people at the Camden Centre. Well, why would you even imagine that? Because it's, what, funny. What's he... Cause it's I... funny, yeah. Yeah, but, but where? I don't understand where this has come from. <laughs> he can... ends up finishing look, up we, at we... like a <laughs> light middleweight. Like, but we were talking... Fat. We were talking about him last last week, and none of this was mentioned. What, what's happened between this last podcast and this podcast that suddenly you want Lomachenko fighting at Camden Hall, or whatever you just said? Absolutely nothing. It literally popped in my head. I was looking at the super like uh, super federal <laughs> rankings, and I thought, oh, imagine it. Imagine if he got really fat, ballooned up to light middleweight, middleweight, and ends up losing to fucking. <laughs> Um, ends up losing to Brian Rose on that. Well, since since since, yeah. <laughs> since we recorded last, he has had that shoulder injury. What did you make of that? I was impressed that he actually did have surgery and he there was actual scarring, unlike Manny Pacquiao when Manny Pacquiao had the pretend pretend shoulder injury after the Mayweather fight. So I was impressed that they went as far as actually having surgery. What do you mean? Do you mean he's not injured? <laughs> he had surgery to save face. Yeah, I think they probably just did a couple of little cuts and just stitched him up <laughs> just to make it look like he had surgery. Because Manny Pacquiao, they didn't even do that. They just had like these mock-up pictures of him standing in a theatre. Like they didn't even have him on like the table or anything. It was amazing how far they went to push the narrative that he injured his shoulder. It was brilliant. Okay. But fair play to Lombachenko. But anyway, we're here to talk about uh, well, lots of stuff really. But uh, the heavyweights, I suppose, we'll start off with where Alexander Usyk beat. Derek Chisora by scores of 117-111 and two scores of 115-113. T, what was your overall thoughts of the fight itself? I think it was fairly comfortable for Usyk from about one, round two onwards. You know, there's a lot of talk about how he didn't knock out um, Chisora, so that means that he won't, he won't hold his own at heavyweight. But I thought it was fairly impressive. He did what he had to do. I mean, he needed some rounds because he's not fought in, in about a year. Mm-hmm. And the last guy he fought was a last minute replacement, so he's got a live, well, a relatively live heavyweight. You know, you know, he's a proper proper heavyweight as well. 18 stone he came in at. So, no, I was fairly I was fairly impressed with Usyk, but it's difficult to say 
what it'll do next. Yeah, it's interesting. He was talking about having a year off, but I suppose we'll get to that at some point. Flav, what did you think about Usyk overall, his performance, how he looked with the extra stone on him compared to Cruiserweight? Um, he looked how fine. do you think he looked overall? He looked fine. Um, he, he um, you know, there was levels between him in terms, in terms of their ability to box. It is boxing. It's not fighting. It's two different things. So it is about the craft of it. You know, the cliche, get uh, hit, hit and don't get hit. Yeah. So and that and that's what he did and then and it was a clinic really. I was though impressed with Trezora's game. I know that's what he all he is. He's just walk forward, but he was game and he give it his all and he actually he boxed okay. He better than I, I I thought. He landed more than I thought he would, but it was never in doubt really. It was I didn't even bother scoring it because as soon as after the first round I gave to Trezora just because on effort and and then after that he um probably lost every round and I just yeah. gave up and it just cleared what was going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. Um, he was <laughs> if you took it to the rig in disgrace <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't disgraced I was just like you know it's, it's levels and, and if you love boxing you want to see this you want to see that you, you know nothing good would have come from Trezora knocking out Usyk with a lucky punch because then yeah. we would just have to see Trezora versus Joshua and Chisora would have been stopped within three rounds. And you just can see it out. Now what we have is an interesting situation where if Joshua beats Pulev, the Usek and Joshua could probably be the next one to be made. Because, and it's a, such an easy fight to make because they're both under matchroom. So, um, yeah, it's better. It's better. But, I mean, the interesting conversation that comes out of this, though, is and what, what T said is, like, he's clearly not a natural heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Um and he, he hasn't been able to carry his power up, it doesn't seem. He didn't really hurt Chisora. There was one moment where the bell went in, in, in Chisora's favour and it looked like he was wobbling, but he, I don't think he was close to actually being sparked. So it's about whether or not, you know, Chisora out of all of the heavyweights that have ranking is probably the worst. And Usyk mm-hmm. didn't really damage him. He just boxed his head off. Now, the bigger the heavyweights get, the riskier that becomes because although he looks like a machine, looks like he can't even be hurt. You know, he's that, he's a, he's a weird guy. He just has that aura about him that he doesn't seem to be able to be hurt, but he's a human being. And if he gets tagged by Wilder or jo- Joshua, which he will over the round, because he's not going to be able to knock him out, Joshua out. So he's going to get tagged at some stage by a massive human who can throw a punch. Then, you know, we'll see how, um, uh, you'll see what, what use it can do at the weight. And, and it's really just interesting. It's a good thing. It's a good storyline for us to follow. It's a good thing to talk about because he's a cruiserweight who doesn't have the power of David Hay to get him out of trouble. And even David Hay struggled at heavyweight, even though he had the power. So what's Usyk going to do? We'll see. Yeah, it was. It was. I thought. Yeah, overall as a contest, it was. It was. It wasn't like exciting. There wasn't any drama, but it was. It was good to watch because you're watching like a technician at work. You're watching yeah. this really, really good fighter. Just you just put, you know, just show how good he is and just use all the skills and all the craft. What I really liked about him was it took like three rounds for his. It's, he looked a bit leggy the first round or two, Usyk. Yeah. And then after about three rounds, he kind of he saw he get get his feet underneath him and he started he started to get his legs going a bit and he just started to move his all around. And what I loved, what was really noticeable for me was the constant pressure he puts you on and it's just those little feints the little ticks the little movement of the head the little movement of the arm just making you think that he's about to work or he's about to do something but he doesn't always do something and he and what i also love watching for music was the straight left hand to the body he kept landing it on chisora again and again that straight left hand to the body um t do you think his chin was okay do you think his chin held up usik think it was fine yeah but the thing with Usyk in his positioning, he doesn't really get hit clean, so to speak. I mean, the shots looked probably better than they were, but he was always kind of moving away from the shots. And that's the advantage he has. He can, because he's got bigger fighters, you can probably see what they're going to do quicker. So he's unlikely, I'd probably say he'd probably get laughed at his this now, but he's unlikely to get knocked out by a Hail Mary because with, cause with a bigger guy, you can telegraph the punches a lot easier. Mm. But I think he showed a decent enough Decent enough chin. A lot of discussion online afterwards. What Usyk can do. Anyway. 
Mm. Some people were saying, I won't do nothing. He'll get smashed up by all the big guys. And but then a lot of people were out there saying, no, he's 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 a contender. How, where do you where do you think Usyk kind of sits in the heavyweight landscape now? Do you think I'm he po- gives Joshua a good fight? Of course, definitely. If he can, like T said, if he can use his speed and boxing IQ to take stay away from punches <laughs> that that are coming at him slower than they have done in the lighter divisions and in the amateur days, then 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 he can he can outbox. Joshua over 12 rounds um, and take his title. Oh, probably not in England, but he, you know, he, he, by rights, he should be able to outbox Joshua and take his title. In my opinion, it's just whether or not he can ev- evade that power for for the um, the entire 12 rounds. As I said, I think he sits at, at the moment fourth. Yeah, uh, fourth behind you know the big three, um, and that's fair because he hasn't done anything at heavyweight yet. And you know I, what I didn't like is like the comments like so he's not a heavyweight he's never going to do it a heavyweight but what's he supposed to do he's already the best cruiserweight in the history of the sport so what is he we can't go down back to cruiser and start beating people he has to go up so there's no point having the conversation is is he a heavyweight he's got to do it or retire so it's not there's no point digging him out for the size he is or, or criticizing him because he he struggles against to to to, to hurt someone like. Derek Chisora, that's that's the challenge in front of him. He has no choice. He has to do it. So it's, it's pointless having a conversation whether it is he's a heavyweight. Because if you're saying he isn't a heavyweight, then you're saying he has to retire. And no one wants to see that. We want to see what happens. Yeah. I think we're all kind of in agreement that I don't think he can beat Tyson Fury. Uh, size is too... I mean, Fury can box him. Yeah. In a way that the others couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're agreed on that, T. That we'd, we'd all think that, that Fury would beat Usyk. Yeah, I give him no chance against um against Fury. He's got no advantages at all. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe speed. maybe speed, but he won't knock out he won't knock out Fury, and Fury is just too long. To, and I think um he's gonna probably get a lot more injuries fighting at a heavier weight, you sick, because obviously moving people around, moving bigger people around, you know, you put a more strain in your own muscles. So that is a that is a bit of a concern as well. I mean, we said that about Lomachenko as well as he moved up the weights. He's picking up more injuries because you know you're fighting bigger people, and even if even if they hit you on the arms, they still hurt. So yeah, you have to be careful. You have to be careful of that when when he's fighting a heavy. But I'll give him a chance against anyone else but Fury. Mm. <coughs> you got to remember also, <coughs> Usyk is he's only had 18 fights, but he's um they're all all he's he's, he's um his record's very good, and he obviously had this huge amateur background similar to Lomachenko, so. He's um he's not like a young fresh eighteen fight fighter is he? He's uh there's there's a lot of uh. A lot he's of miles never fought someone with a losing record either. Uh, is that true? He, yeah, just checking for his for his, for his um nice. fight card now, yeah. So he's always no. had big fights in the outset. Yeah, elite amateurs like that, you know, why do you need to be fighting puddings for the first five or six fights? You don't really. You need no. to, you know, someone like that is elite. You, just get on with it and yeah he, he won a world title pretty quickly and was after the races um he's having another year off um he is the mandatory what? for he is the yeah he is he's talking about having another year off and he but he is he is another one of joshua's mandatories um so if you know, say Joshua beats Pulev, which I would expect you'd expect him to beat Pulev within six rounds to be honest and make yeah, it a summer next year yeah, you could make it the summer next year, or you could have Fury fight Joshua, and then in the meantime, Usyk could fight one of Dylan White, Andy Ruiz. He could even fight Daniel Dubois because Daniel Dubois is the number two with the WBO. Who would you like to see Usyk fight next? If you can't say Joshua and Fury fight each other, who would you who would you like to see Usyk fight next? Both of you chaps, T. T. Dylan White would be ideal. Yeah. I think Dylan White because he's got, you know, he's got name recognition in the UK. Um, I, if I was White, I wouldn't take the fight, but no. I think it'd be a great fight for him. Yeah, I, I, um, I think it'd be a good fight, it, providing White beats um, Povetkin. Yeah, Povetkin. Um, but even if he doesn't, it'd still be an interesting fight. Um, I, it's no good for Dillian White if he if he loses, even if he beats Povetkin, he. Don't want Usyk next. That's murders. That's absolute murders. With not, you know, what White's got to wait just for that that fight with Joshua. And fair play to White. He's never ducked anyone. He fights everybody, mm. even though you know he's probably 
nowhere near world level really you can't see him getting beating anybody uh you know like like um wilder or fury and joshua i still don't think he'd beat him either he's just too big and why it's too easy to hit but but um i'd yeah just to answer your question you know why it would be good for Usyk, or or maybe he just thinks yeah that i am feeling a little bit uh tired and i do need space between my fights i've boxed a hell of a lot in my life so maybe he just feels like he needs the time i don't know yeah he said no i was just saying he said he wanted wanted time with his family that was like the main thing for him and maybe it is yeah he's feeling a bit of wear and tear on his body but yeah i i would like for me the dylan white fight is the one that makes the most sense he's he's on record as saying he doesn't want to fight alexander povetkin because he said it would become political oh right the russian and ukraine the russian ukrainian thing and he says i just don't want to fight povetkin because he it's, it'll become political. I don't want to get involved in politics. I just no, want to fair, play. fair play. Yeah, yeah, which I, I rate that as well. So uh, I wouldn't rule out Povetkin knocking out White in the rematch, to be honest. But um, but if White was to win, I think that's the fight that makes the most sense. Um, just because, like T said, he's got he's a big name in Britain. He's highly ranked with all the sanctioning bodies. Um, it's it's what keeps him in conversation to fight the winner of um, Joshua and Fury should they meet at some point really. Um, Chisora was he was a little bit mad in the build up wasn't he, Flav? Oh yeah, see I just just he's always you just never he's someone putting the, the way in the way in was something wasn't it? Yeah, what with the um, dressing up like a bogeyman or whatever it was. Yeah. Was. Yeah, he's always done that. He's always tried to get in. He's kind of like, I think he thinks his mind games are better than they are. Right. Uh, he's not, he doesn't come across as the most, um, He. Uh, how do you say it? He's not like, he's not a master in the art of mind games. He's no, very, there's no guile there's no, about it. No, yeah, there's no just about subtlety. There's no yeah. subtlety. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. And, and, and like, do you remember the amazing... Um, <laughs> the amazing face to uh, face or whatever they called that program on Sky where they sit down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. said, he goes to Dillian White, I'm going to go through you like a laxative. <laughs> <laughs> Dillian White's going, that's weird. <laughs> this is... Um, so, uh, and this is, I read this great comment on YouTube. Uh, this guy, Mick Mack, said, Chisora is insane. The sort of lad you could go out with on a night out and then halfway through, if it's 50-50, whether or not he's going to flip the lid. <laughs> We all know someone like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone just said, "Imagine him drunk. Just imagine it." Oh my god. Um, he uh, like I get the, the shit before the fight because you do whatever you can to get in your head, and if he isn't, he's not the most articulate guy. Um, so he's going to use what he has, and that's his size and his presence, and you know, it was kind of pointless because Uzik is inf- unflappable, isn't he? Yeah. It's, he, it looks like he's dead behind the eyes. Mm. Um. But by the same time, he's sort of weirdly charming. So mm. yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but but what I was referring to when we mentioned that before was the I don't know if you guys saw the the interview he did with Coogan on Ifill. Um, tell us all about it. Right. Well, he, he's just talking normal interview, normal <laughs> interview. Everything's fine. And on about eighteen minutes, he just something goes in his head, and he's like he switches on Coogan. So he stops talking about what the fight's about. But the weird thing about it is he's not, he's not, um, he doesn't switch like anything changes in him. It's just his attention suddenly turns on Coogan. And <laughs> at no point does he raise his voice or lower it or anything. It's exactly the same, but you can tell something's changed. It's so freaky. Um, and uh, he basically accuses Coogan of monopolising the, um, the, what do you call it, the YouTube boxing yeah, video, um, video, video you yeah, market. Uh, yeah. Because he he was the I thought were the only people allowed inside the bubble. All the others weren't allowed in, yeah. so he just got unprecedented access. And he, uh, but basically, Chisora just calls him, just you know, says it's your fault and it's out of order and you should give him a chance. Everybody needs to eat and that thing. And Coogan's like, it's not my fault. And then at the end, he just goes, look, just turn that shit off and get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the interview; it's fascinating and it, like he, it's it's terrifying without ever raising an octave anyway what do you what do you think um what do you think boys of, of what Chisora does now we know what he should do but what will he do i think i think he's gonna box again isn't he what should he do <laughs> he's he's gonna box again yeah, because he because he's Derek Chisora he's 
he's lost to Alexander Usyk, which is no disgrace. Um, and he's he's still relatively fresh. Like it wasn't like he was getting moved. He did get hurt last night. I think it might have been round seven, right? Right at the end of round seven, he got. Yeah, he was, when it helped him. Yeah, he got backed up against the ropes and he looked ready to go. Like he did look ready to go then, but he managed to get through it. Um, he will box again. He'll fight people at his level, at domestic level, at maybe fringe European level, and he'll win a couple of fights and then he'll get another big fight again. He'll fight Andy Ruiz or fucking someone like that. You know, he'll, he'll, he will get a fight. Yeah, he'll fight if they'll, if uh, if White loses again, they might as well make the trilogy fight. You know, Wait, I'd, I'd, um, I'd happily watch that. I would happily watch that again. Yeah, the, the first two fights were really good, and there's, there's no reason why you wouldn't you wouldn't make it again, especially if White loses. If White wins, then he's he's not going to go near there, which is all. Really. But if White loses, then I tell you, uh, uh, you know, someone that that perhaps could fight Derek Chisora, <laughs> Deontay Wilder, because he looks like he's he doesn't have a fight right now. He he posted a mad Instagram video yesterday, T. Um, why don't you tell us all about what that video was about? <laughs> I've actually not watched the video in full. I've just seen the kind of highlights of of what he said. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's very, very, very weird because you know Fury was like saying, "Look, you know, I want, I want the rematch. You know, where are you?" And then I don't know if it's expired yet. But yeah. you know, he comes out with this long diatribe about how Fury cheated and Mark Breland, mugging off Mark Breland as well. Yeah. And he even admitted to ducking AJ, which which was amusing. I don't think he realised what he'd said. So um, what did he say? Do you, know, um, you said, don't know what he, he was offered more money to fight um, AJ, and he said no. Yeah. All right. Because he so, was off, because he gave Fury the rematch instead. Correct. Yeah. It was something like that, wasn't it? And yeah, you know, for the longest time, I've been one of the main people that's gone. AJ's ducking him. <laughs> he doesn't want it. It does, and it just show it just shows that you don't really know unless you're in the conversation. <laughs> People believe what they want to believe, and you don't really know unless you're in the conversation. But also, he did make himself look bad, though, Wilder. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't. But this is the problem with social media: is you kind of let loose. There's no sense. Mm. There's no censorship, which is good actually for fans. You mm. want to see boxers talking openly, but boxers are not. They've been punched in the head for a long time, right? So they're yeah. not always potentially the best person to the. And they're perhaps not the best spokesperson for themselves, if that makes sense. It's mm. sometimes better for a little media management because, yeah, he's he's made it. He's made himself look a bit stupid. The ma- like libelous accusations about Fury loading these gloves. Yeah. Um. When you know that's mad. The fact that you said that because that like there are people actually loading their gloves, and it's it's so dangerous for him to say that. Uh. It's it's. I would be furious if I was Tyson Fury. But he can't prove it, can he? So. Yeah, exactly. When if you can't prove because that that would be on him to prove that that that, that Tyson if Tyson sues him now he'll he'll have to prove that he had loaded gloves. If you can't prove it, then he's he'll get sued his ass off. Um, not that Tyson Fury probably would be asked to do that, but it's a mad thing to say. Um, and it maybe just had a few big drinks and just <laughs> just let loose and just let it, let let it go. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm I agree with him about this fucking Takam fight. Who wants to see Fury fight Takam? Yeah. No one yeah. wants to see that. No. What, what, what is it? Just a homecoming fight? I don't like yeah. those either. Home, I don't much. like I don't like homecoming fights. I don't want to no. watch. I don't want to watch a fight that everybody understands the winner's gonna who's gonna win who who, who who ain't gonna win. Like if you want to do it, it's fine. But I'm not interested in. I'm definitely not gonna pay for Takam fucking and Tyson Fury. Yeah, if you if you look at the, like the the top fifteen, it's like who who could Fury fight? Because I think Fury's well within his rights to box somebody else because they've been trying to make the rematch. And Deontay Wilder, like T said, has just been radio silence. You've just not heard from him at all. Mm. And then just when it looks like Fury's about to fight, fought, fuck this, I'll fight somebody else. Mm. Wilder's come out with some weird YouTube conspiracy video. Kind of thing. <laughs> It's like you expect him, you expecting him to at some point to start to <coughs> prove that, that that aliens exist, you know, at some point, or that the Earth is flat, or some mm. fucked up weird thing. It was just the, so. Go on. The thing, the thing is, is that Fu- Wilder's not accepted that he lost to the better man yet, so that's disturbing in itself. I mean, you can't just say because you had loaded gloves, that's why you lost. I mean, you were outboxed from from the opening bell. You know, Fury. It both as fights, soon as really. the first, 
Yeah, I mean, as soon as the first bell went in the rematch, Fury went to the centre of the ring and didn't move from there for, what was it, seven rounds or five? can't remember how many rounds it was, but he didn't move from the centre of the ring throughout and he didn't know what to do. So, yeah. you know, you have a rematch, Fury, you could watch Fury wrap his gloves, but he'll just stand in the centre of the ring again and you won't be able to move him because he's bigger than you. Yeah. You won't knock him out because you can see your punches coming. What? How do you win a rematch? He's not explained this, so yeah, it's just yeah. amusing, really. Yeah, well, this is the other thing. He's like saying, be a man. Fury's already been a man twice. He exactly. fought you. He fought you off the back of fighting, fighting nobody, and essentially not having any actual live boxing for about four years, and then whatever it is, three years. He had the two years off, and then fought some bums, and then fought Wilder. And even that fight, arguably, he he could have won. So that's that's a pretty manly thing to do if you're going to use a really stereotypical view of what a man is. Be a man to honour your the agreement. What is there's a contract in place? It's not about honouring an agreement. If there's a contract yeah. in place and he, and 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 he, as Fury reneges on that contract, then you he gets sued and he gets the money. You get the Wilder gets the money. So there isn't a contract in place clearly, or it's expired. It's not about and if you've let it expire by being silent and if that is the case, then it's your fault. It's not Fury's fault. Like you say, he's, he could do what he wants now because if he's not contracted to fight Wilder, it seems. Mm. Um, but. I don't. I'm not even sure it's worth watching Wilder and Fury again either. No, no. And the only thing I can think is, I wouldn't be stunned if if this is all part of the ploy because there's nothing like you've just said, Flav. There's nothing to sell a third fight. Nothing because Fury has walked down Wilder, um, has taken his best shots and stopped him, knocked him down and stopped him handily. So why would you want to see a rematch? And the only thing I can think is why they why they would the only way to sell a rematch is to try and make it like some weird conspiracy thing, like his gloves are loaded and that's the way of building intrigue. That makes Maybe. sense. And Maybe. the the fun, the funny thing is just having a look now, I think two of the judges had it seven nil. Oh, I smashed him to bits. Yeah, he smashed him to bits. <laughs> Come on, loaded yeah. gloves or not, you've lost every fucking round. <laughs> yeah. Pretty Is much. Yeah. Uh, we know it's bollocks. We know it's bollocks, right? Yeah. So, and and I don't think that does sell it. The conspiracy doesn't sell it. No. Nothing sells it. You got battered. Like, move on, be a man, accept it. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, the thing of Wilder, there's so many fights out there for him. He's an attractive, he's an attractive fighter to watch. You've mentioned he can fight White. He could even fight Usyk. There's loads of other fighters out there for him. So Wilder's still a big sell. So if yeah. the Fury fight falls apart, he can he can buy this time until Fury fights Joshua and then pick up the scraps from that. So you know, yeah, well, a couple of good wins that put, put him in a great place to, to to then fight the winner of those two, which would be massive, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and during a pandemic, you're not going to get the big ticket sales anyway, so you may as well just bide your time and fight a couple of ranked fighters well, to keep to yourself humble. busy. He needs to humble himself a bit and realise he needs to work himself back into a position where he can talk to Fury, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I agree. He could fight Andy Ruiz. He could he don't want to, he could fight Louis Ortiz again, but I don't you know I think Louis Ortiz might eventually catch up with him. I'd love it. I'd love him to beat up Andy Ruiz. Yeah, just, yeah. Just smash that little. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Ba- embarrassment it, to boxing. Embarrassment. Yeah. I, yeah he, he's yeah. That I hate he, Andy Ruiz. He's my most hated fighter. <laughs> really? Huh? Really? Yeah. He's, 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 that's an odd one. Andy Ruiz. Yeah. yeah, I know why. It's I know a joke. why. It was absolute embarrassment. <laughs> you had the world in your hands and you let it go for a fucking cake. Yeah. Fuck off. Get out of the ring. I never want to see you again. See, the, you know, we was started the podcast talking about, you know, Lomachenko getting really fat and losing to Brian Rose on an eight rounder. And, and I could see Andy Ruiz going the other way and just getting skinnier and skinnier. And then he ends up at like super middleweight. I don't, I don't, I don't want him to get skinnier and skinnier. <laughs> but I, I, I don't want him to come in heavier and, and less fit in the rematch of the fight that that yeah. gave him ten million pounds or whatever it was. Yeah, it was so a lot. Because we know nothing more about Joshua because he beat Andy Ruiz the second yeah. time because that wasn't the same fire. And it's yeah. it's bullshit because people paid a huge amount of money to watch. That's, that's the problem with the heavyweight division. You get one big fight and you just end. Up forever in a day I mean even Hasim Rackman was around for another 10 years fighting at a decent level because of yeah. one win yeah and that's the division and that's probably why I wanted Tuzora to not win last night not because I've got any malice towards him I just want him to just not be in the conversation for elite fights I need 
I needed Utic to win and I probably need Wilder to keep winning or, you know, at least beat people at a lower level. So he's in the competition. I want to see him fight the best. Um, mm. One fighter who I really thought was going to be in the convo by now is Tony Yoka. He got mm. got done for drugs, didn't he? And then yeah, that was kind of an, it's, it's the test. Yeah. He looks good, though. He does look good. He's back in. He's, he's fighting again. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, so go on. I'm sorry. No, I mean, he, well, he won the Olympics in 2016. I mean, it would have been Tokyo this year, but the pandemic happened. It would be nice to see him in the conversation, but as as you can see, he's not now. So it's frustrating. There are some fighters in the lower reaches I would like to see, you know, get that fight, you know. I mean, yeah. Hergovic and him are two names in particular. Yeah, you're right. Two really, really good elite amateurs that, you know, should be more in the conversation than what they are. You know, Hergovic is... He's starting to make a name. He's ranked nine with the WBC. Yoke is 11 with the IBF. Uh, so they're they're in there. But yeah, but at some point they need to kind of, you know, Yoke in particular, you know, the drugs ban or the mistest at least. We don't yeah. Know. yeah. He's got um, a, um he's got a, he's got a crack on now, really. He's he only does. 28. He's only 28. I was just checking on the box record. Just saw. Yeah. 28. But he's, he's got the size. And um, he, he looks the part in terms of his boxing ability. But he's got a, he's got to get a wiggle on. Yeah, he does. He does need to get a wiggle on. Uh, well, just quick, just quickly uh, before we move on, did we see Lee Selby and do we expect him to retire now after losing last night? Did you watch it, T? I didn't see. I right. saw probably about one round. Yeah, I, I thought the the guy, I, to, to my shame, I hadn't seen him fight before. I can, I can never pronounce his name. How did you pronounce it? George Cambosos Jr. Cambosos Jr., that's right. Um. Uh, I'm really impressed with him. I the first time I'd seen him fight. He's now in the top 10 ranked. Um, yeah, I thought he beat Selby. Um, no issue, really. Selby just lacks pop. Yeah. Something's gone. So after, I mean, it might have even gone before Warrington, but I think a lot. he lost a lot there. And that's a shame because we're all big fans of Lee Selby. Um, and, you know, we want him to do well, but it just feels like it's it's done, really. You know, it feels like it's what, what, what there's not. He's, it feels like he's, he's peaked. And he'll never reach that peak again. Yeah, uh, he's a world champion. Um, probably time to go in a division that's very dangerous. Yeah, he's he, 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 he for me he peaked the night he won the title against Gradovich. Mm. He was he was really good that night, and then he won the title, and then he I remember him fighting Montiel in his next fight and thinking he'll smash Montiel because Montiel's like a fucking bantamweight. He's tiny. Yeah. And, you know, Lee Selby was, was a massive featherweight, you know, and he, he just he just never got going after that. He just never really performed the same level. He stayed at featherweight too long, got smashed up by Josh Warrington. At the time, it looked like Selby was probably too was probably weight drained. But the truth is that Josh Warrington's just a really good fighter at featherweight. Um, yeah. And yeah, he just needs to, to hang it up now unless he's going to keep fighting, you know, a kind of domestic kind of level fringe world level i don't see the point i just I, you don't want to see him get hurt you know he's he's had a good career he's won a world title he's boxed some good fighters hanging up mate hopefully i'd like to see him just jack it in really he's, he's he's got a career to be proud of um so we'll see we'll see what kind of kind of happens with him but now we have to talk about <laughs> javonta tank davis against leo santa cruz last night Flav called me about <laughs> 30 seconds into round six as I was watching it this morning on the recording. He sounded uh, so like, he's, it was like, he sounded like, oh, what's he talking to me for? That, like, why is he, why are you yeah. calling me in the morning? And, um, and that was well funny because literally <laughs> fucking five seconds later, he was squealing down the phone at me. <laughs> <laughs> Squealing. He's called, uh, yeah, it's exactly. It's called me. I've gone, yeah, all right, all right. We'll do the pod after I've finished. Let me just watch this fine. All right. And then I put the phone down. Oh, God. What the fuck? <laughs> Call him straight back. Wow. <laughs> what? I genuinely thought that Santa Cruz was deceased, to be honest. It, oh, it was that bad, wasn't it? I was, it was worried. that bad. It was almost what like you don't shot. want. Oh, mate, great shot. You don't want to celebrate. Because you'd love, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird, hard to kind of level it. Because that's and so what you, we watch it for, isn't it? That's what we watch it for, but you don't want to see someone get really hurt. It's really it, weird balance, it, isn't it? It looked bad. Like yeah. T said, he uh, he fell on his leg, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> what is it about bad knockouts of people falling on their legs? Yeah. <laughs> I think Ty and Boos would get that trademarked because it's just, such, it's just a perfect term. And he did fall on his leg. Um. 
I was absolutely surprised that Santa Cruz went to fight in the pocket like that for for the six rounds. I just thought, what are you doing, mate? You don't fight tank. You don't. I mean, I think it was perfect. It's tailor made for Javante Davis in the way in which he fought. You know, um, if you're going to fight like that around him, that's what's going to happen. He did well up to that point as well. I know there was one round yeah. where Davis dominated him, but overall, Santa Cruz was probably landing more, um, was busier. Uh, putting combinations together, you just felt that it didn't really matter, and that eventually this this that, that left hand was going to land because he was he was he was doing this from the first round. You know he's got that beautiful way of swiveling and punching with his backhand into either like a, a hook or an uppercut. Yeah. And he's not so many people out with that that he just the whole time he just felt it's coming, it's mm. coming, and then boom. Yeah. Um, was you was you ever like worried for Tank? Did you ever feel like there was a risk he could lose? I did. Um, yeah, because they're, they're, before he got knocked out, hmm. it, it was actually it looked like he was standing Tank up a little bit. He yeah. caught him with t- about three or four right hands, and which it seemed to, to to me at that time that oh hold on, this is this is um, Tank does not look comfortable here. Yeah. And then literally literally ten seconds later. He's just obliterated Santa Cruz. Yeah, he was up on all three cards. Only by a round. It was Santa Cruz? Uh, Davis. Was he? Yeah. Surprised. Yeah. That, I had it I had it three two to tank after five rounds. Fair uh, enough. I had, yeah. I, I had it. The the fifth round was quite tough. It was quite a close fight, but uh, quite a close close round, sorry, but I I thought Santa Cruz won like the first two rounds and I thought Tank won won the next three. But they, it was a really good fight. And Santa Cruz, I think a lot of people kind of underestimated him in the build up because he's got a fucking great engine. He's really tall, really rangy. If you hit him and hurt him, he'll just keep coming forward. Like, but I will say I do think that Santa Cruz for a long time has fought people smaller than him. Um you know, he he had the he had the two fights with Abner Morris, he had the two fights with Carl Frampton. I did kind of, I've always kind of felt like yeah, you just fight people that are smaller than you, mate. Mm. Um, and last night was probably the first time where I kind of felt like he was fighting the bigger man, or naturally the bigger man at least. Um, but it was a cracking fight. It really was a good fight. Santa great, Cruz, great fight, brilliant. Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? It was such a good fight. And Santa Cruz can come again, although he is thirty-two now. Um, but he could he could come again and. What it was exactly what I imagine Mayweather and the promotional team would have wanted from Tank. Do you think that's fair? That that's what they would have wanted to see him smash through a guy like Santa Cruz. properly arrived. Uh, I think uh, it's been so it's been so long since um, Davis made weight the first time, right? Yes, and it's been the first time he's done that in a long time. So that shows he was taking it seriously. Um, he looked well. He looked well prepared. And since um, he beat was the guys was it was a Pedraza. Yep. He's kind of been, he's kind of flattered to deceive ever since. You ever seen that fight before, T? You ever seen nah, the Pedraza fight before? Ne- never in my life, mate. Never, never in my seen life. the knockout. <laughs> nah, <laughs> never seen it, man. I think, I think, I think YouTube blocked it, so I just don't get to see oh, it anymore. Right. You never but, saw um, it on Instagram, I, do you? Just well, by by saying what you're doing now, because again, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm presuming you have seen it and you really enjoyed that knockout. Basically, Tank it's a stupid Davis, joke. Tank, da- Tank right. Davis posts clips of that fight all the time. <laughs> All those, and his like most ardent supporters they're like the most ardent supporters are like they're the they're the kind of the members of the tyson fury loaded his gloves club right and but they post that fight all the time because they love him so much and i like we all like tank we all love tank we think he's great but he posts that fight all the time and for a while it just kind of felt like What's going oh, on? Oh, mate, you're going to post a Pedraza fight again. Like, really? You're going to keep talking about Pedraza fight? And it's because he looked amazing that night against Pedraza. He knocked him out. Mm. He did better against him than Lomachenko did. And then after that, he just kind of fought middle-of-the-road guys. And everyone was like, oh, God, here he goes, posting the, t- posting the Pedraza fight again. It was <laughs> just, just, yeah. Just ignoring the previous four or five shitty fights he had. <laughs> yeah, he'd just fight all these shitty guys. But go, yeah, look, I beat Pedraza in fucking 2017. It's like, <laughs> mate, come on, sorry. But, yeah, it was my, one of my T's shitty in-jokes. Um, but what, what would you, you know, what I would say is you saying about the weight there, um, he did make weight, 130 pounds, because he the last fight he boxed at 135 pounds against the Eurokas Gamboa, and this is the the I think this is the first camp where he's had it completely in Las Vegas, which Floyd Mayweather has wanted him to to base himself in Vegas forever, 
And you'll remember before that there was a lot of rumours about them two falling out and about yeah. them two not really getting along. And it is basically down to that, is that Mayweather was saying, base yourself in Vegas, focus on your focus on your boxing, stop hanging around in Baltimore fucking around and getting into fucking trouble all the time and come out to Vegas. Uh, and I know that's a bit rich coming from Floyd, but he's proven to be right, hasn't he? Like, he's gone to Vegas, he's done his camp in Vegas, and he's made weight first time. And it also, just shows... Yeah, go on. Also, he's, he's from experience. So you see, it doesn't matter if it's rich coming from Mayweather. He's... He's, he's from experience. He knows that's the right thing to do. So he he's made the mistakes so that Javante doesn't have to. So it's important that he listens to Mayweather. And I'm not, so a lot of people criticising uh, or, or saying suggesting that Mayweather's too much of a an enigma and too much of a a person who sees himself as as the A side, even though he's not in the ring. Um, but he's the most successful boxer in the history of the sport. Why wouldn't someone like Javante Davis have Mayweather around him? Why wouldn't you want all of that success around you? Mm-hmm. And as we're seeing, in his, probably his most difficult opponent, Leo Santa Cruz on paper, he's he just he absolutely obliterated him. He's mm-hmm. only up for, for Tank Davis now. But what a question, I don't know if this is stupid or not, right? He's, he's a lot... He, he, so people, people my, my first thought was, um, right, well, he, he's going to fight Lopez. He'll have to right. fight Lopez now because yeah. both lightweights. I know Lopez is big, but he's got a lightweight, lightweight world title. He struggled yeah. to make weight before, mm-hmm. so surely they can make that fight. But you think, Cal, that he might just be too small for Lopez? I think if you, you know, Lopez, I think Lopez is just right now, he's too big for Tank. I think he's just, you know, you know Tank is what, five foot five? Um, He's like five foot five. He's quite small. He's quite squat. Whereas Tiafimo Lopez is a little bit taller. He, you know, you looked at the, you could see that, you know, the size difference between, you know, him and him and Lomachenko. He's five eight. Yeah. He's got a much longer reach. I just think he's too big. He's a massive lightweight Tiafimo Lopez. So he's got weight fine. He's got a duck Lopez. You're saying? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is he needs to stay at super featherweight. Well, he's a, he's, he's a world heavy lightweight champion. He can't. He's, yeah. He chose to fight and win that title. If you don't defend it because someone's too big for you, you duck them, right? As he's ducking. Well, it's not a duck. It's well, just, it sounds sounds like a duck. It's just yeah. That's what, well, yeah, you could say that. But to me, it's scared. He's just, sounds scared. He's gonna choose to stay at super featherweight, which is the best thing for him to do. Well, then you, don't fight for a lightweight title. He did it because he was too fat and he didn't want to make super featherweight. Now so, you've got, to, yeah, but that, now the consequence of that is you have to fight Lopez. No, he doesn't. <laughs> You're too fat. That's fine. Your choice. You ate the cake. Yeah. Now, now fight Lopez. If he was God focused on, on fighting, he probably would have had the Lomachenko fight by now. So it's a bit of a shame because that was being mooted. I think Mayweather was kind of pushing him away from the Loma fight. Yeah. Um, obviously, that fight has kind of um, lost its appeal now with Lomachenko losing. But I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't see a point in a rematch. That's for sure. Yeah. With um, Shakur Stevenson, is that even a possibility, or will it just be going down a WBA rankings and going there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think. I don't. You look at the other champions. Uh, Joseph Diaz. He's with uh, Golden Boy. Um, Miguel Burchell is with Top Rank, and Jamal Herring is with Top Rank. So Jamal Herring's probably going to fight Carl Frampton. Um, Carl Frampton, I, I, I think Herring's going to beat Carl Frampton. I think Carl Frampton's done. Um, Burchell, they're talking about him fighting Oscar Valdez. Um, and then you've got Joseph Diaz. I don't know who Joseph Diaz fights. So perhaps you make the Joseph Diaz fight, but then you need to get Floyd Mayweather and Oscar De La Hoya in a room to make a fight. Um, I wouldn't rule out tank fighting Burchell or Valdez. I think Floyd would do business with Bob Arum, no problem at all. Whether it, whether they would the other way around, whether Bob would with Floyd, I don't know, because Bob likes to just keep everything in-house, uh, probably more than any other promoter. But there is really good fights in that division, and he should stay at super featherweight, because that's what he is, and you should make, you know, he's made the weight, he's made it fairly comfortably, he's looked brilliant last night. That's... It makes the most sense. If he is the best super featherweight, or, or he ends up cleaning up that division yeah. in two or three fights, he has that. That's not beyond the realms of reality. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. And I think Lomachenko is probably going to go back down to super featherweight at some point. All right. Well. So there are some big fights there. But what, if yeah. if he does, 
if he does, he's got a weird situation because if he's not big enough to fight at lightweight properly, yeah. Are you saying he's not? He could fight at lightweight. I'm, I'm it's just he, he shouldn't can be fighting fight at lightweight, but I not Lopez. He's too, he's too small for Lopez. I think but Lopez he could, is. He could hold his own to others. Yeah, I would. That's he's just up. me. That's my. So he's opinion. gonna. So he's gonna duck Lopez. Flav's <laughs> not letting this go. He's man. not letting this go, is he? I think he may think, oh, he's a bit too big for me. <laughs> yeah, that's what he thinks. Um, mate, I, I, whatever. I just want to see him fight again. It, it was great. It was really, really good. Um, fucking power today. That's you know, we, we all we all talk and all of us go, oh, we love that. We love the sweet science. We love boxers. Oh, Kyle, you sick. He was great. But we love people getting knocked the fuck out as well, to be honest. So, um, yeah, gonna see. Good to see him fight next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was a cracking performance. Brilliant performance by Tank. His first fight on pay-per-view. Hopefully he just carries on now and just ends up just smashing everybody, really, because he's just he's just great fun to watch. But we'll see. We will see. Um, that pretty much do, chaps. Um, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Well, not on Nui. Well, didn't you see it? I didn't see it. <clears throat> I did I'm watch, watch it. it. I'm going to watch it now. I watched it. He's incredible. It didn't tell us anything other than we know he's brilliant. And um, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What else is there to say, really? We love a new way. A new way is great. Everybody at Bantam, just don't bother, basically. Just don't go near him. No. Make, no, him, fight, you... make him fight Canelo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like that's it, isn't it? It's like we want Canelo to go up to cruiserweight and heavyweight. And it's like yeah. a new way we want him to go up to middleweight and watch him smash out the Charlos. Who? Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing. It's, yeah. Otherwise, it's pointless. What? Um. What? What? Who? Who? Who do you think is like? Who are you most excited about in terms of? Like, do you think like who could take over the sport? Could it be a new A? Could it be one of the the uh the the, the decent Charlo? Uh. I do you know, know what you said. The decent Charlo, and it was always Jamal. Yeah. But now Jamal's proper come along now. Like it was always about Jamal. He went up to middleweight. He looked great. But now it's Jamel now because he's he's won three of the light middleweight titles. He's the Ring Magazine. I think he's the lineal champion as well. Like he's now they're both really decent. They've got the next cover of Ring Magazine as well. So I think it could be it could be Jamel. So what? So in terms of like what I'm asking is like who like I guess the face of boxing is Canelo now. Yeah. Right. He seems to be like number one before him was Mayweather. But who who do you think the next one is to come along to be that guy or or anybody? Will it be anybody? I think Tiafimo Lopez is in the I was going to say him as well, yeah. Tiafimo Lopez. Um, <clears throat> what do you make of um, Ortiz at 147? I've seen his name knocking about a lot. Virgil Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people like him. A lot of people really, really like him. Um, and I think he's he's a golden boy, I think, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Um, and so he's going to struggle to get the top, top fights. But he looks really, really promising. And again, if he could... If, Oscar De La Hoya can sit down in a room with with Al Heyman and, and make a fight against you know a Daddy Garcia, Sean Porter, you know that that kind of fight before Spence and Furman and everybody else, like that would be really good. But yeah, a lot of people like him. A lot of people are really really hot on him. Um, we've got Spence and Garcia coming up soon. Um, I think who, it, it, go on. Who do we hate? Who do we hate? Ryan other Garcia. Than, other than Tony Bellew. We hate Ryan Garcia, don't we? Do hate Ryan. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mind him. I don't mind. I think he's really smart. Do you know what it is? It's like we've spoken about this before. Like I, I don't mind him because I think he shows up a lot of other boxers in terms of marketing himself. Because I hate him. yeah, well, why do you hate him? Is it just his face? Because he's yeah, good looking. Mostly his face. Um, but also it's just so no, it's just jealous in it. Jealous. <laughs> that's the, I, that's why I like. I just think. You know, all boxers like, yeah, I do me road work, like Scott Quigg. Like, yeah, I like doing me road work. And, <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's so true. Don't give a shit just, about your road work, mate. It's just all cliche. Don't and it's sit just in a Lamborghini. All, yeah, oh, I used to fight on the streets when I was a kid and all that. It's just the same stuff we've heard a thousand times. And there's Ryan Garcia <laughs> getting really hot influencer birds on his YouTube channel. And but he's, um, it's because he's, he's golden smart, boy and he's got it all smart. when he's kid. He's got it all. He's golden boy. Um, yeah. What 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 do you think of him though? What, as as a boxer, has he got it to go to the top? The Luke Campbell fight is going to be so fascinating. Yeah. For that reason. What do you think? I think he's going to knock Luke Campbell out, and I think he is. I think he's going to show that he is actually the 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 proper real deal. I I think 
I would not be stunned if Luke Campbell fucking boxed him and boxed his ears off, basically, and stopped him. But my gut is that they've picked this fight for a reason. They've taken this fight for a reason. Mm. And that Ryan Garcia is going to probably going to knock him out by halfway. Wow. He's in, he looks in good shape, Luke Campbell. Really? Yeah. It's a shame, man. Each, he, you know, win Olympic gold medal at Bantam. He goes straight to lightweight. He looks, he's a massive lightweight, Luke mm. Campbell. Mm. But it's just, ne- he just, it's loads. Of, he took too long to get going, Campbell. Yeah. He took too long. I remember for ages they were building the Tommy Coyle fight. He could have boxed Tommy Coyle in his first fight and he'd have smashed him to bits. But they spent a year building a fight which in the end wasn't competitive. He dropped him four times in the fight, if I remember rightly. And it just, they just spent too long building him up. And he had a lot of issues at home, didn't he? Personal issues. I think there was some stuff with his dad and that. And it, But I think it just took too long to build him up. And then I think he came out the 2012 Olympics and then um, Joshua flew by him in terms of like where he was in terms of progress. And yeah. it just, it just never really got going. But the, uh, this, Mendy, this the Mendy loss was quite significant as well. Cause like yeah. it was all, it was all up from there. And then he gets beat by Mendy. Um, has yeah. to rebuild so that that does step, step you back to lose in the in, in when you in when you're in your upward trajectory in the same way that hay had to kind of rebuild when he lost yeah. thompson it's uh that, that 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 pegged him back somewhat but um yeah yeah i hope i hope luke, luke campbell but even even that like luke campbell does ryan garcia it's for boxing it's not that great is it it's better if ryan garcia in terms of interest and yeah, storylines. Brian Garcia wins, but I really hope Luke, Luke Campbell doesn't. And that's a, that's an interesting one as well because Oscar De La Hoya, they was talking about matching Tank with Ryan Garcia, oh. and Oscar De La Hoya said, no, 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 not yet. <laughs> Tank's a beast. <laughs> Those were his exact words. Tank's could a you, beast. No. Could you imagine the build-up to that fight with Mayweather and uh, and De La Hoya oh, as well? God. <laughs> Those two need to get in a room, make up, and then say, right, let's keep this going now. Yeah, get in the room, fuck, and then yeah. Have, it, have relations and then just like right you talk to me about cross-dressing i'll talk to you about when you've been a woman beater let's have it <laughs> um yeah man that, i'd love to see it but i don't think i don't i mean I, I think tank would take him i don't think the other way around at the moment yeah yeah I think great in the future huge fight yeah there's there's some really really huge fights to be made down the line um, nothing coming out next weekend so we'll probably do one in a week's time because it's Crawford Brook in a couple of weeks alright okay. alright thanks chaps okay. cheers bye right. guys bye Sports Social Podcast Network with Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 